You are listening to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast with Monica Louie, episode number 25. Welcome to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast, where we help online entrepreneurs grow their influence, amplify their impact, and scale their businesses all the way to seven figures. And now, here's your host, Monica Louie. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me for episode number 25 of the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. I'm Monica Louie, and I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, and my goal is to simplify Facebook ads for you so you know exactly what it takes to be successful creating your high-converting campaigns. In today's episode, I am sharing how to get started with Facebook ads the affordable way and get massive results. So this episode is for you if you're ready to get started with Facebook ads, but you're not ready to invest a lot right now. Maybe you wanna get massive amounts of results for a relatively low ad spend. Does that sound good to you? Or you wanna learn the ads platform, learn which audiences resonate best with your content and test the waters with how to create a high converting ad. If you fall into any of those categories, you are in the right place because this strategy that I'm gonna share with you today is going to cover all of those things. Now, if you're new to the podcast and wondering how I know all of this, well, as I mentioned earlier, I am a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, and I run a successful ads agency where my team and I manage ads for six and seven figure online businesses. I'm also the creator of Flourish with Facebook ads, my online trading program that teaches my step-by-step system for creating campaigns that convert. My team and I have managed more than one and a half million dollars in ad spend and served more than 500 students and clients. So we are in the trenches every single day, keeping a pulse on what's working now in the world of Facebook and Instagram ads. And the goal of this podcast is to discuss what it really takes to build a seven-figure online business. And of course, Facebook ads can be an important part of that. So while not every episode is about Facebook ads, I definitely want to keep you updated on what's working now so that when it's time for you to use them as part of your marketing plan, you have the information you need. And if you're ready to get started with Facebook ads, then I invite you to check out my free Facebook ad starter kit. You can find that at monicalouie.com slash guide. The starter kit complements today's episode really well as it takes you through the six steps to creating campaigns that convert. Plus there's an awesome checklist so you can make sure you've got everything you need before you jump into the ads manager. And if you're like me, then you love a good checklist. And if you're interested in learning more about how my team and I might be able to help you with your Facebook ads, go to monicalouie.com slash WWM. We have information there about our services. Now, if you're new to Facebook ads or you want to brush up on the foundations, then I encourage you to listen to episodes three and five of the podcast if you haven't already. Those episodes can be found at monicalouie.com slash three and monicalouie.com slash five. For today's episode, you can find all of the links and resources that I mentioned at monicalouie.com slash 25. That's M-O-N-I-C-A-L-O-U-I-E.com slash the number 25. All right, let's dive into how to get started with Facebook ads the affordable way and still get massive results. 
I love this strategy so much. This is where I usually suggest people get started when they're new to Facebook ads, when they're just getting started, they wanna get their feet wet, they wanna learn the ads platform. I usually recommend that they get started with this strategy because as I said, it's an affordable way to get started and you can still get massive results even with a low budget. So that is one of the reasons why I love it. But there are many other benefits to this strategy. Along with driving traffic at a low cost, you'll also get more likes on your Facebook page. You'll grow your email list and you'll probably drive more revenue as well. And that's never a bad thing. Plus, you'll grow your confidence in creating campaigns that convert as you get more familiar with the process and the ads platform. And you'll learn a lot about which audiences resonate with your content and how to structure a high converting ad. So those are so many of the reasons why I love this strategy. So let's dive in. I want to tell you exactly what it is, and then I'm going to break it down detail by detail, step by step, so that you can implement this for your business. Now, this is the main strategy that we do with a lot of our clients whose main business model is their blog. So a lot of our clients who are bloggers, this is what we do for driving traffic to their websites with Facebook ads. John Schmoll was my guest in last week's episode on the podcast in episode 24. And this is the main strategy that we do with his Facebook ads to drive traffic to his blog, to grow his revenue and grow his traffic as well. But you don't need to be a blogger to test this out. Now, if you missed the episode with John Schmoll, you can check that out at monicalouis.com slash 24. But as I said, you don't need to be a blogger to test this out. All you need to have is a piece of content on your website that you can drive traffic to. So if your main business model is not your blog, you can still benefit from the strategy just as long as you have a piece of content on your site that you want to drive traffic to. This works best when you have a monetized blog post. What I mean by that is that your blog post makes you money in some way. So it could be that you have display ads on your site so that every time somebody visits your site, you earn money just from those display ads. But also a lot of the ways that my clients amplify their revenue on their blog posts is through affiliate marketing. So throughout the blog post, they may mention a product or a service that is relevant to the content in the blog post posts that can help the reader take action on what they're learning in the blog post. So they promote those products. And when the reader clicks through their affiliate link, they can earn a commission if the reader signs up and purchases or signs up for the free trial. All affiliate programs are different. So you'll need to learn the terms of the affiliate programs that you're a part of. But affiliate marketing is a great way to set up another passive income stream for your business. So for more on affiliate marketing, then I definitely recommend checking out episodes 12 and 24 of the podcast. I've got a couple great interviews there that go deeper into affiliate marketing marketing and how to do it the right way. So let's say you've got your blog post and it is monetized in some way. And if it's not, that's okay. But then you will use that blog post as your offer in your ad. So find a post that 
already gets great engagement on social media. If you already have several blog posts under your belt, then look for the ones that are most popular that are already getting great engagement on social media. Maybe they get pinned and repinned a lot or shared a lot on Facebook or Twitter. And if your blog post is not already monetized, then read through it, review it, and see if you can add any relevant affiliates to the post. So maybe the other way you have a post that is monetized well already, but it's not very intriguing. So look at it. Can you spin the headline to make it more compelling? Now, I want to preface this with, we definitely don't want to be creating clickbait. So the headline has to be relevant to what the blog post is about. But perhaps you can take the content from one of your existing posts and then rework it into a new post that might be formatted better for consumption and shares on Facebook. So listicles work really well for this type of strategy. It doesn't have to be a listicle, but in What I mean by listicle is that there might be, you know, eight ways to do X, Y, Z in your blog post. And then you'll have a list of each of those eight ways in your blog post. So it's really easy to scan. It's really easy to scroll through. When you think about people who are engaging on Facebook, they are scanners, they are scrollers, they're scrolling through their newsfeed. And so content that is easily digestible like that tends to work really well. This process, this strategy, we find that it works best on Facebook versus Instagram. Just because Instagram, the platform is a little different. People aren't used to clicking through an article and reading it and digesting it on Instagram, whereas people are already in the habit of doing that with Facebook. So when we test this strategy, we find that our costs are way lower on Facebook. So now our our main strategy is to just simply test the strategy on Facebook and we use Instagram for other purposes when driving ads there. So the strategy is that we are linking up your blog post in the ad. So the purpose of the ad is to drive traffic to your blog post. And as I mentioned earlier, the benefits of this is that you can drive more traffic to your website at a very low cost. I'll give you some examples of costs in a moment. Anytime you're running ads, then you will just generate more likes to your Facebook page. While likes on our Facebook page don't mean a lot to us these days, it does still benefit us with the purpose of social proof. And then also, if in your blog post, you have your opt-in forms strategically placed throughout and on the sidebar, then you will generate more email subscribers just simply by driving traffic to your blog post where those opt-in forms are placed. And then of course, if you have your blog post monetized, then you will likely generate more revenue when you drive traffic to a post that converts well. And at the very least, if you have ad networks on your website, then you will grow your ad revenue as well. Plus, as I mentioned, the main benefit I see to this, along with all the other benefits, but one that I think is most important, especially when you're just getting started with Facebook ads, I know it can be intimidating because I remember when I was intimidated to you know, hit publish on my very first campaign. So this strategy I find is less intimidating and it allows you to grow your confidence in creating campaigns that convert as you get more familiar with the process and the ads platform, and you can get started with a very low cost. And you'll learn a lot about which audiences resonate with your content and how to structure those high converting ads so that you can take that knowledge and apply it to other strategies down the road. Okay. So I keep mentioning that this is a very low cost strategy. 
So let's talk about what kind of budget you need in order to set this up and get results. So I recommend that you get started with as little as $5 per day. Now, if you have more to put toward your campaign, then by all means, go for it. But I think that you can have great success with the strategy with as little as five or $10 per day. And when you have more budget to contribute, then that means that you can just be doing more tests. The things that you'll be testing with this strategy is you'll be testing different audiences and different ads. So my rule of thumb typically is that I like to start by testing different audiences first with just one version of the ad, especially when I'm working with a lower budget for the campaign. So I like to test different audiences against one version of the ad, just so that I can see which audiences are resonating the best. And then later I can take my best performing audiences and then test different versions of the ads to see if I can get my costs even lower. But I love the strategy because you can get started again with a very low budget. And I generally recommend $5 per day per test that you're doing. So if you are testing three different audiences, then I would recommend testing $15 per day. If you're testing three audiences with two different ads, then I would double that and use a budget of $30 per day. You can get away with less though, especially if you're using campaign budget optimization, which is what I suggest because come February, 2020, that's going to be our only option when setting up the campaign. So when you're using campaign budget optimization, that just means that you're putting the budget on the campaign level when you're creating the campaign, as opposed to the way that we used to always do it, which is putting our budget on the ad set level. So we would determine how much budget we wanted to put toward each each ad set. And in the ad set is where you are telling Facebook which audiences you want to show the ads to. So if you're using campaign budget optimization and you are testing a few different audiences, then you might be able to get away with a little bit lower budget as well. But generally five to $10 a day, if you're testing a couple of different audiences, which I definitely recommend testing at least two audiences more if you can, and then start with one ad across those two different audiences. And then you can see which audience performs the best. So you might be wondering still, well, how much is this going to cost me? I know my budget, but how many results am I going to get per my budget? What is my cost per result going to be? And so with that, this is one of the best things about the strategy is that you can drive costs really low. I've seen costs as low as pennies per landing page view, but generally on my team, we shoot for driving costs to get them at 10 cents or lower per landing page view. When we are using the strategy to drive traffic to a monetized blog post with our clients, then we shoot for 10 cents or less per landing page view. And typically we find that we have a pretty good track record of getting our costs there. So just a heads up though, if your topic is more niche, so it's more specific, it's more targeted, that fewer people are going to be interested in that topic, then your cost will likely be higher. So we generally like to use the strategy with blog posts and topics that are going to be more broad, where we are going to be able to have a larger audiences of people who are likely going to be interested in the topics that we're sharing in the blog post. So if it's more specific, if your blog post is much more specific, 
of topic, then just know that your cost might be higher. So you might not be able to get it down to 10 cents or lower. It might be 30 cents, it might be 50 cents. Generally, the more niche your topic is and the more expensive your traffic is going to be, but it can still be a relatively low way to drive traffic to your website. And then when you're setting up the campaign, I mentioned that we shoot for 10 cents per landing page view. So when you're creating your campaign, you want to optimize for landing page views as opposed to link clicks. Now, when you are optimizing for landing page views, you do need to have your pixel installed on your site. So I'm hoping that you already have that already. If you don't have your pixel installed on your site, you need to do that today even if you are not ready to hit publish on your campaign, even if Facebook ads are still a few months down the road for you, I recommend installing your pixel today so that Facebook can start to collect data from your website. So when you're ready to dive into the ads manager and create your campaigns, then you already have that data building and that will help you get more traction with your campaigns from the get-go. So I definitely recommend getting your pixel installed if you don't already have it installed. But if you do, then you can optimize for landing page view as opposed to link clicks. So you might be wondering, well, what is the difference? A link click is where people are clicking in your ad. So they're clicking on your ad. They're either clicking in the link in the ad or clicking on the image to click over. That tells Facebook that you're going to optimize. You want people who are actually clicking on the ad. Now, I recommend optimizing for landing page views because that tells Facebook, well, not only do we want the people who are clicking on the ad, we want the people who are actually loading the page, who are actually viewing the landing page. So in order for that landing page view to trigger, that means they have to load the page. So that means those people who actually load the page are going to be more likely to digest our content, to scroll through and read our content. And we want people to obviously digest our content so that we can have a greater opportunity of them opting into our email list with our opt-in forms there, clicking on an affiliate link or whatever whatever the next, you know, the clear call to action in that article is that you want them to take. So that's why I recommend optimizing for landing page view when you're setting this up. And that just tells Facebook to optimize for those people who are more likely to load the page as opposed to those people who are just more likely to click. Do you see the difference there? It's just a micro step further, but it's closer to the people that we actually want. Okay, so let's talk about the audiences. I talked about testing different audiences. So here are some ideas when it comes to testing audiences for this strategy. Now, if I'm starting with a blog post that I know has already gotten great traffic, so a lot of my clients, they are using Facebook ads to drive traffic, but they also get great traffic from organic search, so from Google, and also Pinterest traffic. So if you are starting with a blog post that already has great traffic to it, then I would create an audience, a lookalike audience of those blog post visitors. So when you're creating your audiences, you can put in just that specific URL to create a custom audience of people who visited that blog post specifically. And then you can tell Facebook that you want to create a lookalike audience of those people so that Facebook can go out into its world of Facebook users and find more people who are similar to the people already reading the blog post, because that's what we want. We want more people to read that blog post. So the people who've already been reading the blog post is going to be a good source audience for us to look at, to create a lookalike audience of. And then another idea 
using the same concept, if maybe it's a brand new blog post, it doesn't have a lot of great traffic, then you can take a lookalike of your website visitors entirely. So all of your website visitors, you can create a lookalike audience of those people. So I would definitely test that as an audience. And then maybe you've got other blog posts that are related to the topic of this blog post. So it's related content. Then maybe you can create an audience of people who visited those blog posts, if those blog posts have already gotten good traffic, and then create a lookalike of those blog post visitors. Some other ideas are to test a lookalike of your email list. So if people are on your email list and they're likely interested in your content, interested in what you have to share. And so a lookalike of those people might be a good place to start when driving traffic to your blog post. And then if you've got a large email list and you've got your email list segmented, maybe you cover different topics with your blog content, then you can create a segment of your email list, an audience of that segment of your email list, the related topic uh, that's about the related topic. And then you can create a lookalike of that related segment of your email list. Those are quite a few options there, but test a few of them. Some other ones, maybe you look like of your Facebook fans, maybe look like of people who've engaged with your page. Those are a couple other ones that we test frequently, but definitely if your blog post is already getting good traffic, I would start with the lookalike of your blog post visitors. All right. Now, so putting this together with the ad. So once you've selected your audiences that you're going to test, you need to create your ad so that you can entice people to click through from your ad and then digest your content in your blog post. So the ad, what I love about, I keep saying what I love about the strategy, but honestly, I just love so many things about the strategy. And one of the things that I love about the strategy is that the ad is very simple to create. It's a very simple ad. So it's strategic, but it's very simple. We have tested all kinds of different types of ads for this strategy. And what we find that works best is a static image ad, a very simple static image ad. We've tested GIFs, we've tested videos, but what we found is that those types of creatives for this strategy specifically can be more expensive. Those work great for other strategies, but for this strategy, when our goal is to drive traffic to the blog post, we don't want people engaging with the ad for very long. We just want to pique their curiosity and entice them to click over. And then we want them to engage with the blog post. So then while they're reading through the blog post, that's when they're going to be more likely to actually join our email list or click through on our affiliate link or whatever the call to action is. So we want to keep the ad very simple. And we do that with a very simple static image. And we have found that stock photos, stock images, Images work great for this type of strategy. If you are sharing a case study of somebody who's done something really amazing. So one example that comes to mind is since I started in the personal finance space, a lot of my clients have been in the personal finance space. So we've driven traffic to case studies of people sharing their story of how they paid off massive amounts of debt. And so we found that the more natural image of the person who actually paid off the debt worked better than a stock photo just because it looked more natural. So in that case, that's when a more natural photo would work best. But if your topic is, here's an example, how to watch NFL games without cable. That's an example of one that we've already run in ads. We've driven traffic to that blog post via Facebook ads. That image is a football. 
<laughs> it's a football on some bright green grass. And so the green of the grass is very bright. It stands out. But then also there's just a football. It's a simple stock photo of a football sitting in the grass, but it is relevant to the article and it's relevant to the people who are likely interested in the article. So the image needs to be eye-catching to the audience. So whatever that means, put yourself in the place of your audience. Who are you trying to attract? What are they interested in as it relates to the content in the blog post? Another example is another uh, blog post that we drove traffic to, the 10 best jobs for stay-at-home moms. So this image was another stock photo, but it was this cute little girl. She was wearing a bright green coat and she had a little pink bow in her hair. So those bright colors help to stand out, grab attention. But the cute little girl, she is going to grab the attention of people who are likely interested in the post about the 10 best jobs for stay-at-home moms. So that's why that image worked really well. So again, think about what kind of image is going to be relevant to the blog post and what's going to stand out and grab attention of your audience. But typically just stick with a static image. Again, stock photos can be great for this strategy. And then when creating your ad underneath the image is the headline. So that's the larger text that appears underneath the image. So the headline needs to be intriguing. It needs to tell them what the article is about. So in this case, in most cases, we use the title of the article, but you can test different versions of that. So we always brainstorm different ways to convey the point of the article, convey the message of the article. And so just know that your headline in the ad, it does not have to be exactly what the headline is in the post, although it should be similar so that when people click through, they know they've ended up in the right place and then they continue engaging with the post. But this is a good way to test headlines for your articles. So you might find that your original headline for your, the original title for your post, you test that in your ad as one of your headline options. But as you test different variations of your ad, you might find that another headline works best. So then maybe you edit the title in your blog post to match the headline that actually converts the best. You might do that. But just know it doesn't have to be exactly what is in your article, but it should be similar. We don't want to be, you know, creating any kind of clickbait situation here. We want people to know that they're in the right place, but it's a great idea to test different headlines. And then the ad copy, here are some examples. You want it to be short and to the point and short and piquing their curiosity. That's the goal of the ad copy. So this is the text that appears above the image. So here are some examples. One is, I had never heard of number six before. And then we had a thinking emoji after that. This is ad copy that is on an ad for a listicle blog post. So we have at least six options there in the listicle. And so we're driving traffic, you know, piquing people's curiosity to check out what number six is. And so I had never heard of number six before. If we're saying that in the ad as writing the ad, then you maybe have never heard of number six before as well as the reader seeing this ad come through your newsfeed. So that has worked really well to pique people's curiosity, to click through and drive that cost per landing page view down lower. It doesn't have to be something that calls out a number though. It can be as simple. One of the, I thought, most creative uses of ad copy for this strategy that I've ever run an ad for <laughs> included the terms or phrase or sentence. I'm not exactly sure, but it said, woot, woot. 
<laughs> woot woot. That's all it said. And so it just exclaimed some excitement about the topic of the article. And so it can be as simple. The point is, is that we don't want to have a lot of ad copy. We don't have a long story. We don't need paragraphs explaining what the blog post is about. The image, the headline, that will tell the audience member what the article is about. And then you just want to pique their curiosity with some short, simple ad copy so that they can click over and then they can engage with the blog post and digest your content. Okay, so I mentioned testing. We definitely want to test different variations of the ads and various audiences. So as I said, if you are starting with a limited budget, a smaller budget, then I recommend using one version of the ad and testing it across different audiences that you can see which audiences work best, which ones are resonating best with this ad, with this blog post. And then you can test different versions of the ad to see if you can drive your costs even lower. So the biggest thing that usually will affect costs the most when testing different versions of your ad is to test different images. So as I said, you want to stick with static images. That's what we found has worked the best for this strategy. So test different images and that can have a significant impact in your cost. And then also test different headlines and ad copy as I discussed. So testing is super important because if you set up your ad, you're not done. You can potentially drive your costs even lower, get even lower costs by just testing, you know, making a few little tests and tweaks to your audiences and to your ads. So as I said many times during this episode, this is my favorite strategy to get started with when using Facebook ads because you can see major results for very little investment. And if things don't work out for you, if it just doesn't work, if you started small like I recommend, then you're not out an arm and a leg and you can still learn a lot from the experience. So remember the three pillars of high converting campaigns that I discussed in episode three. So those three pillars are that you've got to have an amazing offer and you get that offer in front of the right audience and you do that with an eye-catching ad. So those are the three keys to success when it comes to Facebook ads and getting results that you want. So you've got to have your amazing offer, which is your blog post in this case. You've got to get it in front of the right audience who's likely interested in that offer and you do so with an eye-catching ad. So if you're not getting the results that you're looking for and you've tested various audiences and different versions of your ad, then it just may be that the blog post specifically is not an offer that people want. And that's totally okay. Just test this out with another blog post. With my clients, we don't always hit it out of the park. That's why we test a lot of different blog posts when it comes to this strategy, because some will resonate more with the audience than others. And so that's why we test a bunch of different audiences, a bunch of different ads, but also a bunch of different blog posts for this strategy. And I've seen this strategy work beautifully with all kinds of blog posts across a variety of niches that promote a variety of different offers when it comes to the affiliate marketing side of things. They promote digital products, apps, services, and physical products too. And I've seen costs as low as just a few pennies per landing page view. So you really can drive low cost quality traffic to your website using this strategy. 
And it's a great way to get started with Facebook ads and familiarize yourself with the platform and the process. Plus, you'll get to learn which audiences resonate with your content and you'll build your confidence when it comes to creating high converting ads. So all wins in my book. So I encourage you to take action and test this out for yourself. So if you're ready to take action and learn how to create Facebook ads the right way to set yourself up for success, then I encourage you to check out my free Facebook ads starter kit. It will help you plan your next campaign or improve your existing campaign. Plus it has a detailed checklist so you can be super organized going into the ads manager to set up your campaign. And you can find that at monicalouie.com slash guide. And if you want to take your learning further, you can join me in my signature program, Flourish with Facebook ads, where you'll learn my step-by-step system for creating campaigns that convert. Plus you'll have the option to join the VIP program where you'll get Get access to our private online mastermind Facebook group. Plus we have twice monthly group coaching calls where we'll dive into your campaigns and answer your questions and you'll get immediate access to all of the prior calls. And you can learn more about that at monicalouis.com slash flourish. And I will have all the links and resources that I mentioned today in the show notes, which you can find at monicalouis.com slash 25. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you found this helpful, please leave a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast and subscribe so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Next week, I've got another awesome interview that I am so excited to share with you. My guest is the expert when it comes to driving paid traffic via Pinterest. So join us next week as we geek out over various ad strategies. We have a lot of fun. I learned a lot in that interview and I cannot wait to share it with you. So remember new episodes come out every single Thursday. So subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app. So you'll be sure to get the next episode as soon as it comes out. All right, take care and bye for now. 